This is episode number 26 with Carl Pauli. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. What is up, greats? Thanks so much for tuning in today. I appreciate you guys so much. And here is the quick quote of the day. When I let go of who I am, I become who I might be. And that's by Lao Tzu. I always forget how to pronounce his name, but Lao Tzu, the Chinese philosopher. When I let go of who I am, I become who I might be. Think about that for a minute. Think about Who are you holding on to right now? What type of person, what type of feelings, what type of anxiety and stress, ego are you holding on to? And how is that helping you achieve anything you want to achieve and achieve the greatness you're looking for? And when you let go of who you are, you become who you might be. So I just want you guys to marinate in that for a second and think about What are the things you've been holding on to that isn't really serving you and becoming who you want to be or achieving what you want to achieve or going after the dreams you want to go after or being in the relationships you want to be in, whatever it may be, start letting go of that BS nonsense that holds you back so you can become who you really want to be, true vision, your true true purpose, the true sense of who you are. So this is a big episode. I've got my good friend, Carl Pauli in the School of Greatness studios for you guys. Now, if you don't know who Carl is, he is a uh, movement and lifestyle coach, and he's a really cool guy blowing up in the CrossFit community as kind of like the uh, gymnastics coach expert in the CrossFit community, and he talks all about movement. He used to be a, a big gymnast back in the day and now teaches people about how to move their body the right way and the the correct way to position your body throughout the day and how important the body actually is in achieving greatness in every aspect of your life. So I'm very excited for him to share with you his wisdom, his knowledge, and he actually puts me through a little exercise. Uh, This whole interview, you'll see I'm, I'm kind of positioning my body in a certain way in a chair because we, as entrepreneurs, we sit in chairs a lot. And when you learn to position yourself the right way, you can actually get more done, be more effective have more focus and clarity and feel better while you're doing it. So he puts me through an exercise and I want you guys to, I want to challenge you guys to actually doing the exercise that he has me do. You'll recognize when it comes up doing it and see if you can hold it throughout the entire time. Now, if you're running or working out or on a jog or whatever it may be, then obviously you won't be able to do this. But if you're sitting and you're listening on your car in your office, whatever it may be, then practice this and see how long you can go through this exercise. And I've got some pictures on the uh, the blog as well at schoolofgreatness.com on the show notes that talk about and kind of show you what he puts me through. So make sure to go back and check out schoolofgreatness.com so you can see the show notes. So again, when I let go of who I am, I become who I might be. That's the uh, the powerful quote of the day. A couple fans of the week. Big shout out to so many people. Man, Every day, I just get tweets and Instagram um, messages of pictures where all of you guys are watching the show and people from all over the world and 
cities that I've never even heard of, beautiful places at the gym, in the car, at work, whatever it may be. And uh, it's just really inspiring to see where you're all listening to it. So here's a, a shout out for Spencer Nickel, who on Instagram is S-N-I-C-O-L-6. And uh, Spencer posted a picture, just said, listening to School of Greatness on the way to work. And I don't even know where this is located, but it looks like it's somewhere in the Midwest. So thanks for that, Spencer. Appreciate you. And also, I saw another one that came in just a, a couple hours ago from, let me see, is this Paul Carlson, who is Paul underscore SSA on Instagram. And he posted this picture of the sky and the, the clouds and the trees and says, what is greatness this week? It is about recharging out from a, out for some exercise on a cloudy day in Florida while listening to Atlas house and school of greatness. So I appreciate you, Paul. Thanks so much guys. You guys are the fans of the week. And again, keep posting pictures of where you are listening to this and what, uh, what you guys are getting out of these episodes. I appreciate you. And I also got to give a quick shout out because I think I missed this the last time for the review of the week. We got a bunch of five-star reviews coming in lately. And here's one from Craig Boys, who says, Addictive, addicting and uplifting. Amazing podcast, utterly inspirational. Listening to this podcast and hearing other people's struggles and ultimate success stories makes me want to be a better person in all areas of my life. Thank you so much for finding amazing guests that have truly enlightened view of the world. Keep up the great work. So thanks so much, Craig, for the review. And again, guys, just head over to iTunes. If you want to leave your feedback, review, whatever it may be, we want to hear from you. We appreciate you because I build this and I create this specifically for you in mind and your needs. So with that, we've got an awesome guest who's jumping on right now. It's the one and only Carl Howard. What is up, greats? I am here in the School of Greatness studio. This is actually the first uh, interview in the new studio, and I'm with my good man, Carl Pauli, which I always thought it was Paoli before, but it's Pauli. So what's up, my man? How you doing? Dude, happy to be here. This is crazy. Yes, it's a, a Pauli. It's a, it's a tricky one, right? Uh, you would read it Paoli if you're a true American, but uh, Paoli. That's right. That's right. Uh, but it's uh, it's Paoli. That's just how we we pronounce it in our family. Right. Um, it's it's just one of those things. Tradition, tradition. But so you just keep it keep it rolling. I love it. And uh, you're in town from San Francisco for the CrossFit Games all week. Got a lot going on. That's right. And uh, I'm excited to actually go. I'm thinking we go on Friday or Saturday because my buddy Graham Holmberg is competing who won in 2010, so we'll see what type of damage he can do this year. Well, he's looking good and strong. He's looking strong. Beautiful man. So beautiful, right? Yes. Happy guy. Happy guy. guy. He's got a new kid on the way, so all good things. I think Um, he already even had his kid. Well, he had his kid, Storm. Yeah. His name, yeah. So excited for him. A lot of new things happening. But uh, we're here, man. I'm excited to do this because we connected probably like, what, a year ago? Maybe a year and a half ago? Something like that. Yeah, we've been we've been talking back and forth, the internets. Yeah, Instagram is where I first found out about you. And I was like, who's this guy doing these cool like handstands and like with the Golden Gate Bridge in the background and all this cool stuff? And I was just like... Oh. I was just trying to make it look sexy. Yeah, man. I so it worked? It. it worked. I was like, all right, we got to connect. I, I love be, it. I want to be friends with this guy. I want to be able to do a handstand, you know? I still can't do any like breakdancing moves. 
It's all good. I, I'm still learning. You know, breakdancing has been one of those crazy obsessions. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm a terrible dancer. Are you? <laughs> terrible. But you can make it look cool with like the little spins and the flares, right? Pictures are easy. <laughs> you know, pictures you can get the get the moment and capture that yeah. and just freeze frame it. Act like you know what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, but the breakdancing thing has been kind of new, so I, nothing to worry about. No, but no, I can no. show you a couple things now. I got I got a couple things down. And uh, even for a tall guy like me with a broken wrist, can I do something that like? That's totally fine. That you know, with a broken wrist, even better because you get creative and you can do some alternative things or- yeah no one can match that but you know what i would love to learn is like what's it called the butterfly or the uh the flare where you're like with your legs in the air on the ground and you're like spinning on your back oh windmill. windmill windmill yes yes can you do that i can do that. i actually that's how i uh tore my groin a couple months ago no way yeah the, the I was just too excited, and I just realized I'm not 15 anymore. <laughs> I just turned 31 recently, and uh, I just jumped in cold, and all of a sudden I was like, oh! Oh, my gosh. There it goes. That's the thing. Let's talk about injuries really quick because you know, I'm 30. I just turned 30 or 31, and I realized that I really need to take care of my body more. Mm-hmm. It was about a year ago. I started picking up a new sport called Team Handball, and I'm on the USA national team now. The goal is to make the Olympics in 2016. But I remember, you know, like five years ago, you could just go play pickup basketball, go no stretch, no warm up, and just play full court for five hours. Going cold. And I tried to do that one day like a year ago, and I like pulled my groin just like doing a small little jump, doing handball, and I was just like, oh my God, I was out for two months. I couldn't really do much. Injuries happen a lot more when you get older if you're not taking care of your proper movement of your body and all that stuff. And this is something you teach right now, right? Definitely. You know, I come from a gymnastics background and gymnastics, even though it's a pretty dangerous sport, if you looked at it at high levels, yeah. has a very great levels of progression, meaning you can build up to things uh, and there's a proper way of doing it. And there's a million steps to just get up to the most simple movement which right. is uh, what they, they call in the world of CrossFit scalability. But it's basically just allowing everyone to be able to participate in one way or another. And I think as a kid, uh, you just take it for granted that, oh, I can do these things. And you may get a little hurt, but you don't really know what pain means or discomfort means. And uh, you kind of get away with a lot. Eventually, you get a little older and uh, things get a little uh, tighter and stiffer and uh, you, uh, you start forgetting that your body is your, your main vehicle. Mm-hmm. And uh, you forget to, you know, change the oil sometimes or, you know, maybe the tires are, don't have the right pressure. And then all of a sudden you're driving and there it goes. Wheels just fell off somehow. So, yeah, injuries are a problem. But, you know, something that I've come to realize is that Injuries for me, uh, when I was 16, I actually broke my neck. Mm, wow. And in it, gymnastics? Or? In gymnastics, yeah. So I, that was during a, a little lunch break. I was just goofing off with my friends, and I was doing triple fronts off of a trampoline. So triple front flips off a trampoline into a foam pit, and we had a little mat on top. Triple flip. Triple flip. Off a trampoline. Off a trampoline. Big air, and then falling into a foam pit. It sounds like a big deal, but anyone that's in gymnastics, like, okay, triples into a foam pit, not a big deal, whatever. So I was just uh, messing around, and then all of a sudden, I, you know, just laughing and talking and not thinking, just did this thing, over-rotated, landed on my head, and just happened to just pull my head to my butt almost, and uh, I heard something just go very wrong. I could move perfectly but broke my neck and the crazy thing about that was I was like oh no this is all over this is bad Um, I don't know what's going to happen next 
but I realized that I became way more aware of who I am as a person and how I move mm-hmm. physically through space and how I perform gymnastics. And I think for a lot of people, injuries at first become something scary that just stops you from performing. Because you're afraid to go back and do the same things you did before. Totally. But what in reality it really is, is uh, it's an opportunity. And it's an opportunity to take it to the next level. Mm. And I feel like every injury I've had is just like a little stumble. And no matter how. Yeah, it's just a lesson. lesson. Exactly. It's just a lesson. And I've been been really uh, fortunate enough to be around people that know a lot about injuries just growing up around the national team and having all the best doctors, all the best physical therapists, and now working at San Francisco CrossFit and having someone like Kelly Starrett, who's a physical therapist and uh, has been very, very good at what he does and been able to make very good changes in, in a lot of people, especially teaching them how to heal these injuries. But all these things have given me a better outlook on things and opened up a new path that just allows me to see every obstacle is just an opportunity. And these opportunities, when you take advantage of them, you can really change the game. And that's what I'm all about. Right. So let's talk about the efficiency of the body and specifically for, you know, someone who's an entrepreneur or just someone who's like getting a little bit older, say mid twenties, thirties, whatever, late thirties. And they start to realize they're waking up a little stiffer. They can't touch their toes anymore. They're, you know, that happens. They, they try to sit up from the ground and like feel a tweak in their back, you know, whatever these things are. What are the main causes of this? Is this because we're sitting in our chairs all day long or we're not like efficiently moving our bodies when we do walk or we're not exercising enough? What is the things that make us like start to deteriorate? Well, I think it's, uh, of course, poor behavior, but I, I always set this example. Imagine you, you, uh, I, I travel a lot, so I, I sit on planes mm. and, uh, you know, you sit on a plane and let's say you're taking a six hour flight. After three hours, I'm basically just, my neck is starting to crank, oh my, my back is starting to go. I'm just like, oh, I'm so lazy. And I look like, uh, I'm basically in like fetal position after a couple hours. And once I step out of the plane, I'm just like, oh my God, I feel miserable. Everything's hurting. And, and that's a problem. So right. th- that's just us being a little lazy. But now think about it this way. If, if I stepped onto a plane, I sat down and I just was conscious of, hey, if I get into a better position, which just means get better posture, and I maybe sit upright, and my neck is tall, and I think about all these basic concepts that they talk about in every single uh, specialty of movement, like, for example, ballet, everything's about having the longest neck possible, shoulders are down, and back, and back is flat, and the same thing happens in gymnastics. I'm sitting up right now, as yeah, we're discussing, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm starting to feel it. <laughs> we're both having right now like, a, a posture off. the neck. <laughs> 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 Long necks right now, backs flat. But uh, if you do that, uh, you would feel better, of course, coming out. The problem is it's hard to do. It's hard to focus for like more than three minutes. You're like, how do you stay in that position? Yeah. Because it's like you got to have the core strength, right? Mm-hmm. To really sit up right. Otherwise, you just slouch because it's relaxing in your stomach. Exactly. Sitting down is, it's easy to be lazy. That's why they make the couches so comfy. Oh, so you can so just. so amazing. Right. I got this huge L couch that I just lay on. It's just so comfortable. <laughs> yeah, and you just sink in there, watch some TV, and pass out. Yes. But when you have to be active the next day, like you, you're an athlete. Uh-huh. Everything you do, every second of the day has to be a conscious effort to get you where you want to be in your goal. And so that example of sitting on the plane, eventually what you have to do is just you need to make the effort. Mm. You may only last 30 seconds at first. 
but that's your first try. And then maybe you do intervals of 30 seconds every 10 minutes or every 20 minutes. Next time you step up, maybe your stamina has, has uh, improved and all of a sudden you can hold it for a minute. And then eventually it's five minutes and then 10 minutes. And then eventually it becomes a habit. So, so tell me, what can people do if they're flying or if they're working during the day on the desk, they got six to eight hours a day sitting? Or they're flying a lot, what, are, like, what should it be focusing on? Should it be knees like in? Should it be feet forward? Should it be like arms? You know, what's well, there, there are many, many things. You want to start with, with the base. So where you're sitting is basically where your pelvis is. So okay. you're sitting on your butt and your pelvis is right there, which is just that little bowl that is part of your hip joint. And so, not, so not slouching back or into your seat, right? It depends on the, who you are, right? But let's say <laughs> the we, optimal way. The most optimal way of sitting. Uh, so you would say you're sitting and that bowl is just straight up. And then ideally the spine should be in the most vertical position possible. So sitting tall, it's almost like you're imagining someone grabbing you from the head and just pulling you up and making that neck really long. Like a little puppet. Yeah. yeah. And here comes the ugly one. It's you want to pull the chin in a little bit and then let it <laughs> relax. That double chin almost. You desexify yourself. <laughs> right? <It's> just, <laughs> okay. It, it doesn't look very sexy. And then the shoulders are just slightly back. And then hands, if you thought about it, would be palms up. That mm. would be almost like you're... Not down. Not down. But you will be typing with your hands down. You'll be writing with your hands down. You'll be cooking eventually with your hands down. Sure. You'll be driving your car with your hands down. Everything happens with hands down. But what we do in training is we exaggerate what we're about to see in competition. Right. So in this case, let's say we're training for sitting. You'll be training on sitting up tall. You have no backrest. Someone's pulling you from the head, shoulders are back, palms are up. Now the feet are a little bit different. Here's, yeah, you could go wide in the stance. Right now, Lewis is sitting with his <laughs> wide stance. He looks like a, a sumo wrestler. It looks good. But one of the things that you can do, and, and if you've ever been training and uh, done any squatting, one of the most common cues is knees out. Mm -hmm. You've heard that before. Of but that's a hard thing to do. Especially if you've got a lot of weight. Yes. To push them out when you're going back up. Totally. So when you have a lot of weight, knees out is a hard thing to do. So one of the things that you can try, if you're sitting on a chair right now, just bring your feet together for me and glue your feet completely together. And now just relax there. Just relax. Let the legs relax. You'll see that the knees automatically drop out. Mm -hmm. So that knee out position is a more stable position at the hip. And that will actually stabilize the pelvis, which is that bowl, which is the platform for your spine. Okay. So... You need to have all these things uh, kind of checklist out. So feet together, knees fall out, belly is slightly on. Belly back, slightly what? Just turned on a little bit. So belly slightly turned on. The back's kind of flat, shoulders back and down, palms are up, chin in. Don't. So the neck is long from the back. And then relax the chin to see if you can just let it drop down. So the, the, the jawbone kind of just relax. Yeah. Take relax. a breath and blow it out and just and hang there. And, and so sit in this position for as long as you can when you're sitting. It's, yes. How does that feel? <laughs> it's challenging. It's challenging. Because you're like, you're feeling my lower back. Mm -hmm. It's like really activated right now. So let's actually talk about, that's a great, that's a great point. You know, as a strength and conditioning coach and gymnastics coach, and now just focusing on movement, one of the things that we realize is that just like injuries, we run into these walls like, oh, I feel like pain here mm -hmm. or for you right now when you're sitting you're like oh i feel some stiffness in the back yeah that's an opportunity what why are you feeling stiff in the right. back 
Is it because you've never done this before? Not or is long. it long. <laughs> not this long. <laughs> not this long. I got 10 seconds yeah. in. It's tricky, but uh, what you'll notice is that you can take advantage of this and be like, hey, maybe my hips are a little stiff. Mm. Maybe I'm a little tight here. Maybe I should be mobilizing. Maybe I'm just not strong enough. I need to train this thing. So this is up to you to kind of figure out, hey, what is it that I'm missing? And Mm. if you can kind of acknowledge what that is or use the sitting position as a almost like a diagnostics tool, then it's an opportunity. And I think that's that's what this is all about. Now, can you diagnose other people's position and see what they're flexibility can you know what they're lacking or is it just based on what i'm saying and feeling you through experience you can go through a checklist of oh you know probably right now you've never done this before so you're probably getting tired because you are fatiguing right basically you don't have stamina you're not strong enough okay we test that and then you're like well i am strong enough i can do all these things i can deadlift 500 pounds whatever it is then you know the most obvious thing is your hips are probably a little stiff tight I have a, uh, my physical therapist, my CrossFit physical therapist, Dr. Trish. She uh, comes twice a week and works on my hips. And the, the mobility from the beginning was like, like putting it out, my, my uh, foot outward this way was like 5%, like when she first started. Now it's like 20% angle. So it's like it's slowly increasing. But man, they were tight. Yeah, so you have stiff hips. I'm like, and you now can say, oh, Carl, you're a genius. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. You know, it's funny. Uh, every time I coach, people are like, oh, my God, Carl, you're a genius. I'm like, no. You kind, like, of, you kind of know what everyone has, though. Like, everyone has the same issues, right? Like, <laughs> everyone has the same thing. But I think where the genius comes in is how do you talk about it? Yeah. Right? It's uh, why would you care about posture? You, you may be able to sit all day, but you're an athlete. And to be honest with you, you're like, it doesn't affect me when I'm sitting really right now. Maybe I feel a little discomfort. But what you really care about is I want to make the Olympics yeah. 2016. Yeah. So I need to make that relevant to you that way. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the big things that I think we're talking about here today is, is really helping people understand that everything we do has to be dialed in to meet where our goals are taking us. Mm-hmm. And if we can do that, then it's a very powerful thing. And I think that's what I do best as a coach. I, I make things relevant to people. And yeah. same thing with this. Yeah, well, you're, you're known as one of like the top, I guess, mobility gymnastics coaches in CrossFit in the world right now. And you're starting to really blow up and everyone's bringing you in for seminars and coaching. And you've got a book coming out, which we'll talk about. You've got DVDs and everything. Uh, so you've had the experience over the last few years to really see thousands of CrossFit athletes who are some of the top athletes in the world, you know, arguably, mm. physically, right, yeah. and with with working out. And you've been able to witness what their weaknesses are, what their strengths are, and help take them to the next level. You know, it's important. It doesn't matter if you're a CrossFitter. I love CrossFit, but it doesn't matter what you're doing. We all, you guys are here to, to learn about how to achieve greatness in your lives. Everyone listening is here to learn about greatness, whether it be business, sports, relationships, it doesn't matter. But it's important. Your body is one of your most, is your most important asset. And without having an amazing body and achieving greatness with the most important thing first, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Uh, it's going to be subpar unless your body is in perfect alignment or at least striving for perfection that's right and you're constantly aware of where your positioning your health is at and i don't care how big your business is you're not achieving greatness if your body is not where it needs to be that that's fully correct and we can all work on it you know we both are in great shape we look good but there's certain things about our posture i'm sure you're aware of certain things you're in no doubt that we can all work on 
And I know, you know, I've had injuries and it's like there's constant improvements and constant adjustments we can make in order to strive for that greatness. That's right. What else, what else can we learn about our bodies? What else should we be focusing on to throughout the day or when we're working out? Is there any like do's and don'ts? Yeah, there's definitely do's and don'ts. I do a lot of the don'ts. Uh, <laughs> clearly, I, I, I'm guilty of that. But I think that's how I, I learn. Well, you know, I think first of, first of all, for me, and you may suffer the same thing, is I, I've done gymnastics since I was five. And, of course, I quit gymnastics 13 years and ago. you were in Spain. You moved over from Spain, right? That's correct. I was actually born here in the U.S., Swedish parents, grew up in Spain. By the age of five, I was doing gymnastics, and it was something that my parents put me into because I was this very scared kid. I was yeah. just scared of everything. And they're like, we'll put him in here. Wow. So I started doing gymnastics, and uh, that, that actually uh, really molded me as a person. Uh-huh. And which which was awesome to hear from my mom just recently, actually. And this is just an aside kind of story. I, I was sitting having breakfast with her in Spain just a couple months ago. And uh, she told me that the first time I competed, she was so worried that I would just have a complete breakdown, not be able to make it. But right when it was my turn to compete, uh, as I stepped out on the floor, she noticed that I was this completely different character. And uh, this this character that showed up was confident, ready to go, had no fears, knew exactly what he was doing. This when you were five. This I was probably that competition. I was probably six. Okay. Ever since then, uh, gymnastics just became my my safe place. Right. Even though I was scared uh, of many many things, as as you go into the harder elements, things things get pretty crazy. But. That, that really helped me understand who I was as a, as a person, and especially physically. And uh, talking about these do's and don'ts, if you go to any sport, you, you do a lot of drilling, a lot of practicing, you go through a lot of progressions. And, and one of the things that you see in high-level sports is that because they have a method that works, they just throw that method at you, and it's almost like throwing a bunch of eggs at a wall. Whatever egg survives, that's the egg that makes it to the Olympic. <laughs> But not, not every method works for every person. It's all different based on what you're currently at, right? Exactly. So so I think I was one of those eggs that would break. Mm. I, nothing came easy. Wow. And it's funny because everyone tells me, oh, everything comes so easy to you. You're so good at everything. I'm like, oh. Uh, if you only knew. If you only knew. <laughs> the pain I'm going through. <laughs> it's the struggle. Yeah. It's a struggle. But physically, I learned a lot of things about me and I learned what I could do and what I couldn't do. Mm. I learned that, you know, I just couldn't throw things right away. I couldn't just, you know, chuck a triple front flip into a foam pit <laughs> while having fun. I had to focus on it. Yeah. So it's just small things like that. It's being um, conscious of who you are as a physical being. Mm. It's, it's very simple. It's what do you want to look like? What do you want to feel like? Mm. Act like that. Once you start acting that way, that becomes part of who you are. Wow. So I think from the time you get up in the morning, if you're a normal athlete, you're probably a little stiff. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, things are cracking. Oh, yeah. Every morning, the back just twists my leg and it's like, kak, 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 kak. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, right? And uh, you, you just feel a little stiff and you're uncomfortable and it takes you 20 minutes before you're normal. Yeah. You're like, I need you know extra uh, go-go juice, as, as yeah. a friend of mine says. But if you live your day... The way you want to feel, eventually everything comes comes full circle. Mm. And 
that's easy to say, hard to do. Sure. But sometimes you just need to take a minute or two minutes. Just focus on yourself. What do you want to look like? What do you want to feel like? And uh, you're ready to go. And, and this kind of ties back into some of my situations that I go through. And I can set some examples. It's like when I, when I travel far, long distance, and I'm about to do a seminar, I, I have 60 people there waiting for me. I wake up. I'm on a different time zone. I may have yeah. just slept three hours. And uh, airport food. Uh, you feel very crappy. Yeah. But I, I do this thing is that as soon as I walk through the door, I feel amazing. Mm. I am the man. Right. And I'm going to give these guys everything I have. And it's just this mentality. I'm in my car. I drive over. I get out of the car. Once I walk through the door, I am a completely different person. I'm ready to go. How do you make that shift mentally? What do you do? What do you tell yourself? What's the routine? Game on. Mm. But basically what I tell myself is that I am here for these people. These people are here to get some information. They're excited to be there. They put a lot of effort in to be there. And Pay a lot of money. Yes. This this thing costs a lot and there's traveling involved and it, it's a commitment on the weekends. So I'm going to deliver. And I think this is the same person that comes out, uh, came out when I was a kid doing gymnastics. I'm just ready to go. And I, I, at first I thought it was for myself that I was just doing this. Oh, yeah, this is just because I want to accomplish something. This is about me wanting to do something. But I realized that if I'm alone, this this thing doesn't mean anything. Sure. And it's that that sharing concept. When you share something, uh, it just becomes more valuable. And that's what I've noticed, that if I can be the presence that allows people to share things and then we can come up with solutions together, then we have something going. And And it just all ties in so well. You need to be the physical person that you want to be. And the way to get there is just through common sense. What do I want to look like? Oh, do I want to be, be tall and look tall? Well, stand tall. Right. Right? Yeah. Do I want to be strong and fast? Well, stand like you want to be strong and fast. Sure. And that translates. And people can sense it. Yeah. Every minute now, I'm like readjusting my back and standing up taller and making a double chin. <laughs> so am I. I'm actually having to move my mic exactly. up slowly. I'm just like, oh, the mic is getting lower. <laughs> I love it. So you really come in with a mentality that we're, I'm here to serve everyone. And you get out of your body, get out of your like physical basically way of thinking that's painful or whatever. You're stressed out. You're not eating well. And you're like, I'm here to serve. And you stand for that. And you stand for the people that are there. No doubt. So that's awesome. Uh, let's go back to routine, like daily routine. What is something that people can do like right when they wake up? Get out of bed, wake up. What's the next step? For like having an optimal day with your body. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a great one. I think you know sleeping and eating is number one, and and sleep is huge, right? Huge. It's like one of the most important things for our bodies to have eight hours at least, mm-hmm. right? It's it's super important. I, there's so many theories on it. There's long seminars and books on you should have a dark, cold room that you sleep in. Really? Yes. Dark, cold room. Yeah, dark, cold room. So the light's not like waking you up, or yes. So you get maximum amount of like restful, peaceful sleep. Yeah, it's all those cycles that your body goes through. So you you want a fully dark room, a cave. I'm getting like a blackout from my window now. That's funny. Um, and I also heard through another sleeping expert that you want to go to bed like before 10. Well, when we, the lights go out, you want to be ready to go out. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Basically, it's like uh, it's back to that caveman mentality. Yeah. You know, there's no light out. What am I going to do out there? <laughs> it's time to go to bed. Yeah, get ready. <laughs> But that's hard to that's hard to stick with, especially when you're traveling or working or training. 
hustling. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a difficult thing. So uh, what we're trying to do is we're just trying to adjust as well as we can into modern society sure. with what we have. I think technology sometimes advances faster than we evolve and uh, we get hit by it. But we also need to know that we're evolving as well and we're intelligent beings for a reason and we should have strategies to adapt to these things. So being able to sleep well and uh, have a dark room and kind of cold is number one. Right. Next thing in the morning, I have a tendency of drinking coffee right away, which coffee is not bad, but maybe it's better to have a glass of water, get a, <laughs> rehydrated, right? A lot of water, right? After you went, went for your tinkle. Do you do the bulletproof coffee or do you do something else? I have tried it, but uh, I haven't the really... Butter st- and I've never tried it. It's good. I don't really, ha- I don't really have coffee. I'll have like a chai latte every now and then, you know, or a cappuccino. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> have a little cappuccino. It, ma- it makes you sound more... Uh, Enlightened, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cultured. <laughs> Cultured. Yeah, so I think uh, just getting hydrated right away. Uh, you know, I have a tendency of just going onto my phone and looking at all right my away. emails. It, big mistake before I even get out of bed. Oh, I'm, I'm like the person who does that the most. And, and here's the thing that I've learned and we just talked about earlier is that you know, when you go in cold to something, you get to mess yourself up. Break your neck. Exactly. Or Terry Groin doing breakdance. Exactly. Whatever it is. Exactly. So this is the same thing. When you wake up in the morning, try not to reach for your phone. Mm. Don't look at the emails yet. It's like the hardest habit to break. Yeah, just stand up, walk around for a second, do whatever you have to do. Go to the bathroom, take a shower, whatever it is. Eat some breakfast, get hydrated, get ready, and then start your day. I am guilty of this. I don't do this every day. But when I do, I know I feel... You feel great, don't you? Phenomenal. The thing is, it's almost like you get in reactive mode right away when you wake up. If you pull your phone over, like I find myself reaching for my phone. We usually my alarm will go off or something. And then I'll like, I'll reach my phone and then I'll see a bunch of text messages. And I'm not, I have one eye open, literally, texting back like four or five people. And I'm just in reactive mode right away. And that's probably the worst thing to do as opposed to like take a deep breath focus on like what I want to achieve that day, how I want to feel and just take a few moments for myself yep. as opposed to just reacting to everyone or everything. I agree. And your mind, I'm assuming if you relax your mind in the morning as opposed to just go, then you're going to be a lot healthier long-term. And that's, you know, just, I agree 100%. It's such a, such an easy thing to say, oh just God. hard to do. And, you know, uh, there, I one of my favorite motivational speakers is uh, Zig Ziglar, oh, who yeah. now passed away. But yeah. one of the things that he said is that you should never be reactive, you should be responsive. Mm. And he compared this to taking uh, a drug or a, a medicine. He said, you don't want to react to medicine, you want to respond mm. to medicine. Mm. And uh, this is this is how we should live our lives. We shouldn't be reactive. We should be responsive. And I think that's one of those things is I open my eyes. I should be conscious of I just woke up. It's a new day. Mm. I'm going to have the urge to reach for my phone. But if I can make a conscious effort to not do that, that would be awesome. Even for five minutes, right? Five so. minutes. Just Just get moving. Here's another thing is I can't focus for a second, right? I, I just... I have ADD, I'm just all over the place, and how I focus is by moving. When my body is going, you can focus. You're in I the can moment. focus. Exactly, yeah. I'm in the moment. So when I wake up, I'm just up, out of there, boom, straight to the bathroom, do whatever I have wow. to do, I'm out the door. Wow. So get moving if you're the guy that can't focus. If you're more of a calm person, good for you. You'll probably live longer. Yeah, right. So 
what type of physical things should we be doing? Say I'm in, I wake up and it takes me five minutes to get out of bed. I'm kind of just relaxing. I'm being aware of what's happening. When I get up, first steps I take, is there a direction I should be going? Should I be in a air squat position or should I allow myself to slowly move and wake up and then light stretching or should I go right into push-up mode, like do jump, jumping jacks? You know, is there? A- well, it depends. On, sometimes you have to wake up and you have to run. That happens. Mm, yeah. uh, but I, the ideal situation would be just wake up, take it easy, and uh, of course you want to get some sort of workout. And I try to, I try to knock it out in the morning. Right. And uh, I basically just cruise down to the gym and try to get my my heart rate up a little yeah. bit, and then I, I call it practice working out. Uh-huh. Where it's not a real full workout. Yeah. <laughs> it, sometimes you just can't can't kill yourself, right? At Six a.m. or whatever, just crush. Yeah. Uh, for people that know who Rich Froning is, uh, Rich Froning now won the games twice this this year, coming in hot again. I see, he, he could do it again. Man. He repeat it. He's crazy. But people think when I come, for example, to Spain, they're like, "Oh, you come from the U.S.? You're like Rich Froning. Let's kill you." And they just crush me. And you're like, "I can't do all this." <laughs> I feel like crap for ten days. Yeah. And that's terrible. You don't want that. You want to feel good. So anything that feels a little uncomfortable, but that you feel okay doing, and that later on uh, allows you to function like a normal human being, mm-hmm. that's a good day. Right. That doesn't mean it wasn't high intensity or wasn't productive. Um, it just has to be something that goes by feel. Do you right. feel good? Then you're doing good. If right. it feels bad, adjust a little. Yeah. Interesting. I've been saying this lately. I've been saying uh, true performance can only be measured through feel. Through how you feel, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. You may, you know, go play handball, and you may not have scored or played uh, the perfect game uh, on the on the board, but you may have... Statistically, yeah. Yeah, statistically speaking, but you may have felt really good physically. You're like, oh, yeah, I have the potential mm. to actually perform well. Now I know. Mm. So you could say, technically, that you felt great, so your performance was optimal. Sure. Yeah, as opposed to being like exhausted and yawning or feeling lethargic and sore the whole time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, what's your thoughts on supplements and uh, recovery products and proteins? And you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Progenics and On It for you know optimizing my performance. What's your, what's your yeah? Thoughts on uh, well, you know, I'm personally with NutriForce Sport right now, so uh, and and they've been great working with them, but. Growing up, I, I didn't know much about supplements. And even uh, recently, I was just I'm like, oh, I'll stay away from supplements. But what I've realized is that we're constantly playing catch up. If I had the time to eat that amount of food and right. I could make the day a uh, 36-hour day with just daylight, yeah. then I would be able to just eat normal food, sleep well, do all these things. So supplements, I think one of the goals for supplements is they're trying to help you play catch up Mm -hmm. and uh you can do it in many ways but if you work with the right people and you do it the right way and you understand what you're putting in your body and what's coming out then then it's okay will i do supplements and have supplements around me for the rest of my life some sort of supplement will probably be around there yeah i may not eat enough you know uh fish so I need some fish oil. Right. I may have a lot of inflammation from other things that I'm eating, so maybe I have to buffer that with some of that. Mm. Uh, you know, maybe right after a workout, if I need to recover and I don't have a meal right away, I'm probably going to want some sort of shake 
with some aminos or something just to be able to recover and, and feel sure. better uh, in the long term. So right. that, that's where that's at. Uh, we could go into all the talks of <laughs> how that's produced and what that could do to your body. But nice. I'm, I, I do support supplements. Yeah. I'm not super big supplement uh intaker just because i'm not a elite athlete i'm right, right. i'm a coach and i take it just to be able to run optimally throughout the day and exactly get what, it's like an insurance policy right like make sure you're getting everything you need and exactly now tell me about i want to ask a couple more questions tell me about the perfect ring muscle up mm. what is a <laughs> ring muscle up for you what is it for me yeah like the definition yeah what do you think it is it's, i mean how do you uh, define that for you I guess in simple terms, it's going from a hang position and getting uh, above your your elbows above, and then doing like a, a, a dip at the top, right? Or bringing you fully extended at the top of rings with your arms underneath you. Yeah, so that would be my guess. It's some sort of pull up where you pull yourself over these rings and get up. And and for people that don't know what a, a muscle up is, it's it's basically just hanging under the rings, like you said, and pulling yourself over the rings so you're in a supported position yeah. and. It depends on who you're talking to. If you're talking to a gymnast, they may say, you know, we want it to be slow and controlled right. and we want your body to be straight and to have all these lines. Sure. In CrossFit, it's, uh, okay, you need to do 30, you need to do 50. Yeah. Maybe there's going to be a swing in there and it's going to look a certain way and that's going to maximize your effort to get over the, the rings and you're going to be able to last longer. Sure. So there will be like two signature muscle-ups. Okay. One for gymnastics, which is just a way of getting over the rings and maybe a conditioning thing. And then one for CrossFit that may look a little bit different, uh, but still is the same movement. If we relate this to just kind of normal human being behavior, it would be your capacity to get over an obstacle. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, it's uh, just getting over a wall. Yeah. That that's 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 what that perfect muscle up is. How well jumping can up, you jumping up the wall and pulling yourself over it? Exactly. How well can you get over the wall? Yeah. And it depends how you're doing it, why you're doing it. It will look a certain way, and it'll be perfect and defined by the purpose. Right. This muscle up thing is just another movement. People are obsessed with it because it's hard to do, it's really hard. especially at the gym. And I think that's something that's carried over from gymnastics into CrossFit, now CrossFit into the rest of the fitness industry. Uh -huh. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice, nice. Any any quick techniques or tips for like the perfect CrossFit muscle up? <sighs> perfect cross muscle up. Big hips. Big hips. Yeah. I mean, it, big hips, like thrusting your yeah, hips. Yeah, big hips, meaning pelvis goes up to the rings. I always say pelvic thrust, uh -huh. basic life skill. There you go. Right? We do it every day, right? Do it every day. Hip, I like to call that the hip thrust. It's the only way you can leave a legacy. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't that's have a awesome. dial. That's awesome. Um, what's the most important movement to optimize? If there was one thing we could focus on perfecting, a natural movement. Getting off the ground. Getting off the ground. Getting off the ground, getting back on the ground. From back on the ground, from the side, from the stomach? Any position. Okay. Any why? Position. Now, you said this with like intention. You were like, yes, this right away. And I, you didn't know this was coming. So why is that the most important movement? It, it includes a lot of the stuff that we do. Imagine you're lying down on your back. You're sleeping. The first thing you do is you do some sort of, you roll maybe to the side and then you drop your legs and then you do like a little lateral sit up. Uh -huh. And then from that position, your feet are on the ground, your butt is on the, on the, on the bed and you basically just stand up. So you do a squat mm. and then you walk away. Yes. Now let's say you're lying on the ground 
you're lying on the ground. Now you probably don't go sideways. You probably go into a sit up. So you sit upright,、mm-hmm. and then if you're very mobile, you may get into a squat. But、it. most people aren't, so they do some sort of leg crossing. <laughs> hands go to the side. And, yeah, knees on the ground, up, and something. Yeah, some sort of like crawl up kind of thing. So, so that's a variation. Yeah.、Um, I I like to play this game where I'm like, okay, now you're sitting on the ground again.、Uh, let's go ahead and put one hand on your head and now get up.、Mm, that's tricky. Tricky, right? And then they're like, okay, I got that. I'm like, sit down again. No、yeah. hands. No hands. That's tough. Tough. But what we see most people do is they cross their legs, they go into a lunge, and then they stand up. So that's a get up in、uh, the kettlebell world or even the CrossFit、uh-huh. world. Now it's like a Turkish get up.、Yes. They would call it where it's holding something overhead and standing、uh-huh. up. Also, a very popular move in the Cirque du Soleil. Anyone that's doing hand-to-hand balancing,、uh, they do that a lot. So they do a lot of get-ups with their partner as they. One person coming up, yeah. Yeah, hand balancing.、Um, so it, it has so many different variations. And now I can say, hey, you know what? You're lying on your back. Go ahead and get up. Most people would kind of snake themselves up into some sort of push-up, step forward into a lunge, stand up. If I said let's go fast, it would turn into some sort of burpee or up-down.、Right, sure. If I said let's go one arm, now the variation would change. Let's go one leg, the variation、mm. would change. So being able to get on and off the ground、uh, combines all the basic movements from hinging in the hip, squatting, pushing, and there's no pulling here. But let's say there was something over your head that you could grab and pull yourself up from,、mm. and that's why pulling is such a key component of strength and conditioning because it's the opposite of what we are wired to do. Which is pushing. Yes, your car breaks down. You don't pull your car. You push it. You push it. But in the gym, we train pulling because pulling is what allows us to do more pushing. Really. Anytime there's a push, there's a pull.、Mm. Pulling is usually a static hold, and pushing is where the the mechanics or the the effort is being produced. Where the、so、using your legs, your hips, you're driving into it or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. So getting off the ground is definitely number one. So how do we learn how to get off the ground the right way? That's another thing. So, <laughs> who who sets the rules? That here's the problem: is everyone's like, "How do you do it the right way? What's the perfect form?、Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me, tell me." <laughs> Everyone wants to know. Yeah. Just do it.、Oh. Get off the ground. Does it hurt? There's probably something wrong. Opportunity.、Oh. Let's take advantage of it. How do we fix that? Okay, good. Now we fix that. Let's try another variation. Can you do it? Yes. Did you feel any pain? No. Beautiful. Now、yeah. let's test it under different demands. Can you go fast? Can you go under load? Can you go after you've been breathing really heavy?、Mm. Can you still do it that way? Oh, now it changed. I've had to adapt into the next thing. This is freestyle.、Mm. That's what I live by. It's、mm. you should be able to move however your body wants to move, and then use every one of those movements as opportunities to develop the next thing.、Mm. People are so concerned. This is the right way. I don't care if it's the right way for you. Your body is wanting to go this way. Let it go. Let's see what happens. Yeah. That's that's what I live by. So tell me, you actually have a book coming out called Freestyle. Freestyle, yeah. Freestyle. So it's freestyle. The title is Freestyle, and the subtitle is Maximize Sport and Life Performance、mm. with Four Basic Movements. Ooh, and what are the four basic movements? It's a、uh, get off the ground. <laughs> okay. Which would be a burpee variation. Uh-huh. Uh, another one is squatting mechanics, but we teach the the pistol, which is a single leg squat, which body weight wise is、uh, the most challenging one to do. Uh, then I、uh, teach a, a muscle up, getting over the obstacle. A lot of pulling mechanics in there to be able to talk about things. And then the last one is a handstand push up, which may、yeah. seem like a party trick, 
but it involves handstand push-up. Handstand push-up. I still push can't up. do those because my wrist, man. I need like some type of a support thing or a, or a bar to hold on to. Yeah, some sort of handle, huh? Something. Yeah. Because I can't do a full push-up. Once again, I mean, you broke your wrist, so uh, there's a healing process that goes yeah. through it, and you've probably been able to get away with not having to fully heal yeah. with what you do. And that's Yeah. And you know that's that's actually interesting. It kind of just takes me back to thinking about why is it what why why do we do what we do kind of thing? What is it that motivates us and drives us? And you know, there are two things that I've seen people really been motivated by is when either they hit a wall from an injury and now they're like, "Oh no, I need to fix myself." Uh-huh. Or they are really eager to accomplish something and they physically and consciously understand that there's a physical limitation to their performance then they get driven and now they want to take it to the next level so Mm. for you handstand push-ups doesn't mean that much right it doesn't but if i told you that when you're playing handball and maybe you're around people and you need to push them away and you need that pushing mechanics to be efficient so you can maybe jump throw the ball jump catch the ball run away then you start getting a little more excited so handstand push-up is a really important thing huge Wow. Okay. I'm going to start learning how to do them then. That's right. <laughs> with a, with a something that I could use it. You know, I got to be freestyle with mm-hmm. it. And it doesn't have to be just my hands on the ground, but I could use some type of uh, bars or weights and, and do it that way, right? Exactly. Exactly. And then I would, of course, recommend a lot of mobility on the wrist and sure. just make sure that you keep getting strong. Sure. And, sure. But just knowing that it doesn't matter what kind of physical activity you're doing. If you understand physical movement, you can transfer that into whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. And that can only be understood through this philosophy that I have, which is, can you freestyle? Can you just let it go for a second and then be conscious of where you hit the walls and put solutions in there? Huh? All right. So I want to do something really quick because I know we got to run in a few minutes. I want to, I want to show you my form for the air squat. You're going to critique me. That's awesome. See what I can do. I love I, it. I haven't warmed up, so you can you can sit there. I'll just get up here. I love it. So. Okay, you're about to squat. He pulls his pants up. He is smiling. He pulls his pants up even more. Squats that gets a little stiff. Is it the pants? Oh, no. No, it's, it's the, not it's, the pants. So it's right the ankles. It's the ankles. So that right now we're seeing his toes turned out like Charlie Chaplin. The knees are kind of caving in. The hips are below the knees, which would be considered a full squat, but he's clearly very stiff. The ankles are stiff. So go ahead and stand up for me. One of the most common things that any coach would tell you would be like, let's push the knees out a little bit more, right? So if I asked you to do that, A, your pants may rip. (laughs) B, you probably can't because you're so stiff. No big deal. This is what I want you to try to do. Bring your feet together for me. So right now, even closer together, glue the feet together. Lewis is standing up right now. His feet are together. Glued them even closer together. He's just standing up tall. Feet are glued together. They're literally touching each other, right? From there, what I want you to do is I just want you to bend over. Put your hands flat on the ground. So he's standing tall. He's going to bend over. You can bend your knees if you want. Bend your knees if you want. There you go. Now his hands are flat on the ground right by his feet. His feet are together. And he's literally just bent over. Right now, his position is optimal because the knees are coming out the hips are in full flexion that right there hinging in the hip that's the foundation of squatting now go ahead and stand up for me just that can be hard if you're a little stiff but the mechanics were optimal now what we're going to do is we're going to pull the chair behind you so pull that chair behind you for me I should be like videotaping this right now. Yes, this should be. We should eventually. You'll be filming this podcast. People yes. will see this stuff. Yes. 
So now he has a chair behind him. He's standing tall. Uh, feet are together. Once again, same thing. Go ahead and bend over. Put your hands on the ground the same way. The beauty of this is that he looks good. Now from there, without your hands coming off the ground, see if you can sit on the chair. Yeah, so he's grunting. It's hard to do. But if you look at him, and if you had a picture, this is what he looks like. He looks like he's in a squat with his toes facing forward. His knees are out. His hips are in full flexion or closed up, just like squatting. His back is rounded. No big deal. Can you take a picture really quick? Yeah, let's take a picture of it. Uh, pass me your phone. So Lewis, is, he's scrambling. He's scrambling. Anyways, he's, he's squatting right now. He is bent over. His back is rounded, and he's just uh, in a good position right now. Knees are out, toes are forward. We like that. Now, from there, Lewis, do me a favor. Just bring your chest up and lift your hands off the ground and just sit up tall. Do you see how that's a good original squatting position? That's where we want to be. Knees out. Knees are out. Chest is up. Toes are forward. And all you needed was I needed to put you in a position of emphasis which is, hey, let's bring your feet together, forces your knees out, and then eventually just start developing that range of motion. So this, this is the conversation we're having right now is, is basically if someone says this is the standard for squatting, right? and when you perform that standard, you look a little funky, mm-hmm. you need to be conscious enough to say, hey, this doesn't feel right, doesn't look right. Mm. Tell me how do I get into the most optimal position into the most optimal shape of squatting right that's what a coach is supposed to be able to do and that's wow. a little bit of what i just did with you man i'm gonna have to hire you now there you go the one-on-one coaching soon oh snap i love it i'm all about awareness of my body and getting better every day it's all about greatness so with that before we wrap it up what's your definition of greatness my definition of greatness is i always say this and people think this is crazy but i say i want to make history And when I say I want to make history, what I want to do is I want to help people understand that life is about living it to the fullest. Mm. And the way you do that is if you have a vision, you have a dream, you have a need or a want, you can make that happen. And it's how well you execute on that. And it has to happen by sharing what you believe in. And sharing is not, hey, guys, this is what you're going to do. It's helping people understand and make themselves directed uh, so they can actually make better decisions. And if you can do that, I, I think that is that is being great. Mm-hmm. And you may not reach the goal exactly the way you wanted, but you're probably going to discover some very cool things in, in the process. So if you can do that, that's, that's, that's greatness. And that may not be a definition, but it's the way I look at it. I love it, man. I love it. And where, uh, where can we find you online? Right now, you can find me on uh, gymnasticswad.com, which is just gymnastics, W-O-D.com. And you can find me on my new venture, which is uh, freestylethebook.com. And uh, right now, it's uh, uh, just a subscription page, but we're going to have a lot of content coming up. It's going to be pretty awesome. And hopefully, we'll be able to give you a lot of insight on the philosophy of the book and mm-hmm. little things that you can do to take your physical performance to the next level. I love it, man. I mean, these four movements, it makes sense. And now it's like, I've got to optimize these four movements. And if you can optimize those four movements in freestyle, then your life has got to run a lot better, right? That's the goal. Your life, your body, everything is going to be more efficient. So yeah. you're also on Instagram, super inspiring pictures and photos and cool little breakdancing moves and stuff like that. So make sure to check Carl out at Carl Pauli. That's right. P-A-O-L-I. That's correct. On Instagram. If you guys are on there right now, go ahead and tag a photo 
of yourself of where you're listening to this specific episode with me and Carl. Uh, just tag at Lewis Howes and at Carl Pauli and uh, with a hashtag greatness or a hashtag school of greatness so we can see where you're at in the world. I get a lot of cool photos from people from all over the world listening to the show. So uh, hopefully, and if you guys are, if you want to do a handstand, actually when you are listening to this and you tag it with a handstand uh, photo, that could be pretty cool too. So maybe Carl can give you a quick little tip on what your technique is if you post a picture of your handstand. No doubt. Would you be open for that? Yes, yes. They can also hashtag Freestyle Connection all together and and I'll definitely find you there. Anything you need, I'll I'll always try to give my two cents. Awesome. Well, Carl, I appreciate it, man. And uh, have fun this week at the games. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. shakalaka hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as i enjoyed having a workout during the episode and having my back and and neck in alignment the entire time and having carl put me through a few different exercises it's important to think about how we use our bodies throughout the day throughout everything we do it's the most important thing we have our bodies and our minds so Go ahead and keep practicing what Carl talked about. Make sure to check out his book. Check him out on Twitter, and he's got some amazing, cool things on Instagram as well. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Head over to schoolofgreatness.com. Check out all the show notes, images, videos of what we talked about today from Carl and myself. And share with your friends on Twitter, on Facebook. Post a picture on Instagram and tag both me and Carl if you, uh, if you like this. I appreciate you guys so much and make sure to always do something great. Great.